I'm Lindsay, mom of two active boys on the West Coast and believe there's no reason for money to be ugly. I love helping busy moms make it pretty without using cash envelopes or coupons. And I'm Megan. Me and my husband, we have four kiddos and I relate more to the dad role than the mom. And I'm an HGTV loving, oversharing finance nerd. Together we host the Money Stuff with Moms podcast. We understand the hashtag mom life but we also can appreciate the big picture adulting responsibilities like money. In this podcast, we invite you to be a part of our no fluff, fun conversations that will give you helpful on the go finance tips. Even if it's just a peek behind the curtains to hear about what we are doing with our money. Okay, we're here with a question from one of the listeners. And the question is short and sweet, but I'm sure we'll have a lot of intricacies when we start talking about it. So the question is, I have an extra $500 that I want to invest. How would you invest it? I already have some RSPs in high risk mutual funds, but I want to invest in something else. Mm-hmm. So many options for this $500. Or spa treatments? Like, would that be about $500 a month in spa treatments? Would that be bad advice? Yes, that is bad advice. She wants to put it away for future okay. her. So let's not have her spend it on current her. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, fine. So um, I think that this is interesting because she says she has some extra money she wants to put away for future her. And then she says, I already have some RSPs in high risk mutual funds. So let's talk about that. What, what do you think about this high risk mutual funds comment? Yeah, it is perfectly timed. Um, Our friend Michelle Hung, who will be a guest in a uh, future episode, uh, she's the sassy investor. And you can, if anybody is interested in checking her out, you can uh, see a link in the show notes. And uh, she's posted something about what high risk is. She wasn't referring to mutual funds specifically in her post. She was referring to a robo-advisor. And if you guys don't know what that is, I mean, it's an online platform that typically will be using ETFs. And if you don't know what ETFs are, they're kind of the newest version of a mutual fund, just on more technology than humans. Um, and uh, and anyways, so her post was about a 10 out of 10 risk level, a quote unquote high risk with a robo advisor. And you could interchange that for mutual fund um, is not high risk. When you look at the broad spectrum of all the investments out there available to us, products that have dozens or hundreds of companies inside of them, like a mutual fund or an ETF, um, no matter what it is, is not on the high risk side of the spectrum. So a high risk mutual fund, um, I would assume, I mean, I don't even like, that must be like a precious to me, like that's gotta be like precious metals or something. I think Uh, the same thing. When I think a high risk mutual fund, I think interesting and now like interesting combination of words uh-huh. um is it a niche specific mutual fund or could it be something more like a REIT like a real estate investment trust what high risk mutual fund very interesting I'd be curious to see what she means by that in terms of 
what her so if she says she already has it in her portfolio that must be she is comfortable with some you know volatility and level of risk yeah. could be just that she's comfortable with that in I don't know this person's age I don't know what their goals are but it mm -hmm. could be that they're comfortable with volatility in that retirement account just because that could be a long horizon away yeah um but I'd I'd be so intrigued I feel like the problem with advisors is that when someone asks us a question, our, our answer is just 27 other questions. Yeah. Um, but it's just because we want to know all the intricacies to be able to provide the best advice that we There's can. There's so many options. Mm -hmm. There's so many options. And, you know, speaking of the, the problem with advisors in, in this context, um, many times advisors, if they are, if they're not a, um, like an investment manager, portfolio manager, if they are an advisor that has like a mutual fund license, for example, um, in their bubble, there's low risk and high risk. Or um, what's the word I'm looking for? Aggressive and, um, pa no, not passive. What's yeah. the other? Why am I brain farting? Conservative and aggressive. Conservative, thank you. Um, and uh, so in their bubble, they have that spectrum. But if they take a step back outside of their bubble, there's much riskier things like, you know, I don't know, going and buying gold bars, somebody might say is risky, buying a house, somebody might say is risky, um, investing in one particular company, somebody might say is risky, because in those scenarios, all of your dollars are in one thing. Mm -hmm. And you do not have their, your risk spread out over many things like in a um, in a fund model. Um, so, I mean, I would, I would love for like for this person, if she has something that she feels is high risk, um, let's say that it is truly high risk. Um, and she's got all of her money in, um, yeah, like a, a precious metals fund, right? So that would be a mutual fund that has many um, precious metals companies, mining companies, um, all stuff about precious metals. Um, another one is like an emerging markets, right? So um, not Canada and the US banking. <laughs> uh, that wouldn't be in an emerging markets fund. Um, so let's say she does actually have something that is truly high risk. Um, something that she hasn't mentioned in that in that question is what is this $500 a month for? What goal are we trying to achieve? Is it retirement 30 years from now? Is it kids education 10 years from now? Or is it a vacation six months from now? Because um, like you were saying, we just ask more questions when somebody asks a question. Um, so those would be my first questions. Um, if it is retirement, 30 years from now, uh, what would, what are some ideas that you would put out uh, to somebody, Megan, to have a look at as they're trying to decide what to do with that 500? One of the things, just because of the volatility of the market at the moment is I, depending on, like you said, the time horizon, when this, these funds are going to be needed, I, and whether or not $500 is a lot of money to you. To some people, $500 is a significant amount of money. For others, $500 may not be a lot of money. So it kind of depends on not only um, the need, but also the appetite for risk. And so I would, 
one of the things that I have been suggesting, if $500 is a lot of money and you are investing for maybe mid medium to long-term, I've been advising people to take that money and break it up into maybe a weekly type um, contribution. So it's not like you take the whole 500 and we're going to invest it all into your RSP if that's what you're needing to do, or um, all into your TFSA is take that $500 and, and break it up into, you know, $100 weekly deposits so that mm. you can capitalize off of the bumpiness that's been happening in the market. Mm-hmm. But also it feels a little bit more comfortable for people to be able to do things in little lump sums. If the money yeah. is designated um, for something in the future and you have, you might be like me, and if you see it, you spend it. Mm-hmm. Then maybe throwing it all at the in one lump sum deposits best practice for you, so yeah. that you aren't tempted to blow the money. Yeah, I've been playing with this strategy myself, and then I had uh, some funds available to me in the spring, and I didn't follow my own advice, and now that money is probably down like twenty five percent. So that's kind of ouchy, and. Yeah. The, the, looking at, I put it into a TFSA. And now when I look at that TFSA, it's just a constant reminder to kind of stick to a drip model. And mm. maybe, especially if it's medium to shorter term that you need the funds, just kind mm-hmm. of drip the money in there to capitalize on the bumpiness in the market. That being said, I, although at one point in my career, I was licensed to give investment advice. Now I'm, I'm strictly a fee only advisor looking at the overall grand scheme of things. Mm -hmm. So I would almost zone out and look more in terms of the structure of your accounts. Mm -hmm. So depending on how you need, when you need the money, Mm -hmm. it could be more advice, not in terms of the specific investment, but where should it be held? Because if you're not maximizing your TFSA, that's a really lost opportunity for you. Yeah. Um, also, if your money is better used to maybe reduce some of your debt obligations, that's mm-hmm. something that you really need to consider. Absolutely. Especially with the rising interest rates, just protecting yourself from those types of macroeconomic volatilities, like things you just do not have control over. You you have yeah. control over that $500. You don't have control over the Bank of Canada raising interest rates in the next month or two. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, it's, um, so often people get, uh, they start looking for the product. Um, and that's where the value of advice can really come in, right? It is, it's not very often the product that gets you to your goal. It's the plan. Um, There's lots of different products that you can fit into that plan. Um, And I think people get, can mix around with that because um, I don't know about you guys, but I have lots of friends who like dumped dough, big dough (laughs) into things like Tesla or crypto um, in the last few years. And as those things were going up so fast, guess who the loudest person in the room was? The loudest and, you know, the loudest person in the room was the one, this investment genius that put all their money into this one place and it went up. Um, 
those people are a little quieter in the room these days. Um, but my, my point being that those loud voices become the ones that people hear. Like those are the, the times that people are willing to talk about their money is when they've um, gambled with it and done well. Um, and so I think it can skew the rest of us in like the listeners in those situations, that it's the product, that we're looking for a product to hit it big with. Um, and it's also, I think, part of what we've talked about on other episodes of um, people thinking that like they're bad with money and others are good with it. Um, again, it's those loud voices in the room. We start thinking, oh, well, like they knew something about Tesla. Like they knew it was going up. They they had some insight that I didn't. I must be some financial dummy because I didn't do what they did. Um, and and so long-winded way of saying that it's it's just not about a product. Whether or not you use a TFSA or an RSP is part of the conversation. What is your actual risk tolerance? Um, you know, do you understand what you even mean by a high risk mutual fund? Um, what is the time horizon? Like if, if this person, when they, when they wrote the question, if they didn't think to include what the time horizon is, that leads me to think that they're looking for a product rather than a plan. They're not planning out their their uh, the goal because they didn't tell us what the goal was. So I think it's a good reminder that you know product is not everything. Um, and when I say the value of advice, I don't always mean the value of like you know a, a financial advisor or a financial planner. Yes, obviously there's lots of advice um, and lots of value that come from those scenarios. But I'm also a big believer that um, there's a lot of things that we can learn on our own if we are willing to go and learn it. Um, and so, I mean, for some people, it might be the value of you know advice from a book in a library. Um, I'm not a reader, so that's not usually my, <laughs> it's not usually the direction I go. <laughs> I'd much rather talk to somebody that knows more than me. But uh, but yeah, there's a lot of value in getting advice and creating a plan um, because you could have an advisor tell this person with a high risk mutual fund that, you know, GICs are 5% right now and that they should balance things out by putting it in a GIC. You could have an advisor say real estate is down right now, put it in an account and plan to buy another property. You could have an advisor say uh, you have too much risk or um, too much um, uh, debt right now. So put that down on debt. Which one is better? Fine in their own ways. Um, and we'll find out in 20 or 30 years, on, maybe not quite that long, but sometimes um, on if you made the right decision. So yeah, I 100% agree. I feel like the solution is to take action to do something. So whether it's find somebody who's a few steps ahead of you and ask them these questions. So like she asked um, us those questions and we say our response is for her to provide us with a little bit more clarity, but maybe even she doesn't even know perhaps like mm -hmm. she, so by us asking those questions, she's also getting clarity in terms of 
well, what is the real intent of the, that $500? Like maybe she does want to go on a trip or maybe it is, she doesn't really need it. So let's throw it into retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, but the clarity comes with action. So it's just do something with it. And we can get so wrapped up in all of the options because in personal finance, there is 842 million different scenarios. (laughs) And so that is very overwhelming and you want to pick the one perfect, you know, option that that, that's our scenario. That's for you. The one right decision. And you know what, just do something. Yeah, absolutely. And if, I mean, the other thing that I, that I didn't mention, like just do something and if you already have somebody you're working with for your high risk mutual fund, um, I hope that you have a great relationship with them and that you can talk to them about this $500 as well. They know yeah. the big picture. Um, and who's to say that the $500 shouldn't go into the high risk mutual fund? I mean, you've already answered the, the risk tolerance questionnaire. You've already, I assume, you've already done some stuff with the person who sold it to you. Um, I hope that they offered you the thing that was the most appropriate for you. So why is it not appropriate for the next $500 or do they not have something else that they can offer you that that comes to mind too. Um, and, uh, but yeah, do a, even just a tiny little bit of uh chatting research somewhere and take some type of action. Okay. I hope this was helpful. Thanks for spending your time with us today. If you heard anything that piqued your interest, check out the show notes because we probably have some extra deets or links down there. Your homework for today. Go talk to someone about your money. Either your spouse, your kids, your coworker, or a licensed professional. And if you don't like those humans today, we're always talking in Lindsay's Facebook group, Black is the New Red. So join us over there. Head over to Facebook, type in Black is the New Red. You'll see so many amazing like-minded individuals in there trying to get better, asking the right questions, supporting one another. We look forward to hanging out with you again on your next dog walk or while you watch soccer practice from the sidelines. Cheers.